everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Out of Context. It's me, your girl, Ashley Majestic. Um, I'm finally doing an introduction after so long because Adrian's finally allowed me to have the microphone again. Um, so, of course, as always, you come, you listen to our show. We always talk about really random things, and then such as random things such as, you know, back in the 18, 1700s when people were using the guillotine, do you know like when they're doing the executions? And all the people that are supposed to be executed that day would fight to see who could go first. Because if you think about a blade, it gets dull the more you use it. So as people are waiting a lot to get their heads cut off, the longer they had to wait, the more dull that the guillotine blade was. So whether it wouldn't cut off somebody's head in one chop, sometimes it would take multiple attempts before their head was finally just sliced off. And people would feel that. You would feel that until it actually happens. So, yeah, that's an interesting fact. And, you know, uh, as always, along with me uh, to participate in the knowledge would be Adrian. Adrian, hello. I really have no recovery from that because, come to think of it, I would kind of fight somebody, you know, to get the guillotine first because, you know, the repeated head chopping thing would kind of be really uncomfortable. Also, I heard that you have a couple of seconds of life left after your head is uh, his head is off. So you can blink, you can make a face or something of the sort. Just a rumor. I never want to figure it out. How are you supposedly, doing? No, supposedly it's 30 seconds, I believe. And then on top of that, your last sense to go, I mean, whether it's your head has been dropped off or however, basically as you, your body dies and things, the last sense to go is apparently hearing. So as you're dying and... Like, when you're dying, Adrian, the last thing you're going to hear is me saying, fucking finally. You know, I figured you would say, I'm going to miss him, but nah, that's that's just me being sentimental. How are you doing? I'm going to miss you, but I'm going to really like going through your stuff. Stay clear of my browsing history. It's not as bad as yours, but it's pretty damn bad. We're not going to talk about I'm that. Lie, because it's vanilla compared to mine. Compared to anybody's, I mean, yours is pretty out there. How are you doing today? As I keep, on, I keep trying to get this out, how are you doing? <laughs> um, I'm kind of wondering how many times it's going to change the subject and how many times you're going to ask me how I'm doing before I actually answer it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm doing fine. I'm actually in a decent mood today. Uh, don't question it. It's just this is where we are today. So, yeah, that's how I am. How are you doing? I'm going to get this out first, and then we're going to go there. Right now, as we speak, as I sit here, right here, right now, I am down south in Florida, shut up, opening up a new store. I'm here in a hotel room for a week, and I'm missing Castle Walker already, but on a corporate dime, I'm here relaxing in a hotel room, just got done eating food, now I'm sitting here at my cozy desk talking to you, which which I don't mind, because it's nice and cold in here, the bed is huge, yeah, that's, uh, you know, corporate dollars at work. I'm doing extremely well. But ha, huh, the main question is, how are you? And I have two words, and I'll just lean back. Harry Potter. Oh, okay, yes. Okay, cool. I thought we were going to just later into the show. Okay, all right. Anyone that does not live under a rock and has seen Harry Potter is aware of Harry Potter. There is a new game that is actually currently dropped today for PlayStation 5 users. Uh, then you have people like me that have to wait until the 10th to play it on my computer. Because I'm not, because if I have to buy it for my PlayStation 4, I see a longer wait. But it's called Hogwarts Legacy. You're pretty much going to be your own witch or wizard at Hogwarts, and you're starting off with your five 
I've already set up. If you go to wizardworld.com, you can already create a profile where you can test for your house, your patronus, and your wands. And you can sync that to your game. So that stuff's already loaded into the game, or you can just do both, whichever you want to do. Uh, but I've done that just because it's fun. And I'm just so excited to play it because you get to be, I mean, I've been a Harry Potter fan since the first movie came out. I was really little. I think it was 99, 2000. I can't remember when it first came out. And probably around the third movie is when I started reading the Harry Potter books. And I, for a good while, even after all seven books came out, for about five years, I made it my routine to read all the Harry Potter books over again. Just because I loved reading it. Now I'm an adult and I don't have time for that, so. But I would love to reread the series again. Anyway, if you notice, if you're on the, the internet a lot like I am, or you're on TikTok or anything, you know that there is, um, I forgot the word. But basically there's a lot of back and forth regarding this game. And that's because of J.K. Rowling. And she posted some thoughts on her Twitter. I couldn't quote the exact thing. Apparently it's transphobic. Um, and it's hard on people in those communities. And again, I can't, I remember what the quote is, but I can't actually re-quote word for word. Do I agree with J.K. Rowling? No, I don't. But at the same time, I feel like... You know, people aren't able to have their opinion. Now, when you have an opinion and you're on a big platform such as she is, you're a little smart to keep those opinions to yourself. But, you know, she did what she did and I'm on fire. So, going back to the game, there's a lot of people that are saying if you buy the game because you're giving money to J.K. Rowling, uh, you're also transphobic and you're, um, you're there, you're rooting for slavery. And because in the game, it's taking place, uh, like, in the 1800s, like way before Harry Potter's time. And there's a revolution because I think it's like ogres and goblins were enslaved or something. And so people are like, oh, the ogres and goblins, they're like Jews and, you know, they're enslaved. So that's what people are picking at with this game. And I don't know how to get there. I don't, I, I don't know. It's just a fucking video game, okay? It's just a game, video game. <laughs> and I want to play it because I have been in love with this Harry Potter since I was a child. I'm going to play this game. I support the communities. I support every, like, I always say, don't be a dick. And I don't care what you do with your life. Watch your good to yourself and your good to those around you. Whatever. So, if you choose to reserve the right to not want to play the game because of your own core beliefs, why don't you? Go, go you. Just don't bash me and don't lecture me why I want to play the game, okay? If you're going to lecture me, for playing Harry Potter and still enjoying Harry Potter stuff and calling transphobe, you're kind of like those churches that would say that you're going to hell for reading the Harry Potter books. So, you know, are you really going to be like those people? I mean, come on. But anyway, super excited about the game. I'll be playing it when it comes out Friday, and that's hard weekend. No one's allowed to talk to me. I won't be doing nothing else but playing that game. So, yeah, Adrian, uh, are you going to be like, oh, wait, you need to watch Harry Potter. You're going to watch Harry Potter, and then you're going to play this game. I guess I have no choice in the matter because, you know, you're my co-host yeah. and uh, I'm going to have to do as you say. So I will watch the Harry Potter series and play the game if I have time, depending upon my busy work schedule. In other words, you and uh, Big Time Bex will threaten my life until I break down and buy the game. So, yes, I shall do that. And I'll do you one better. We'll even stream the game so everybody can see how horrible I am at it just to get a good laugh. Because this is what we do at the Outer Context yeah. Podcast. Yes. 
love it. Uh, of course, any other Harry Potter fans out there, by all means, write in, ding us, all that fun stuff. Let us know how you feel about the game when it comes out. More than happy, you know, to listen to your ideas. Who boy, it's going to be a fun one, folks. So the next couple of episodes of the Out of Context podcast, if Ashley Majestic is kind of out of it or is kind of just OCD or everything in between, forgive her. It's all part of the video game. Whew, now on to the topic at hand. What did you have for us this week? Because we got to slow you down because you're just all over the board. You're excited. You're frantic. So we got to you know pull the reins in a little bit. Yeah, I'm not talking too fast, and I guarantee you that everyone that when this episode is finished recording, or when we record the next one, Adrian's going to say, Ashley, slow down, and I'm going to say, Adrian, go fuck yourself. And I'm going to say it very slow-like, but when I'm excited, I get to talk fast, okay? And it's very rare to hear me excited on this podcast, because we normally record on a work day, and after being, having our souls drained and sucked from us from horrible human beings, and recently a little down and depressed, so I am enjoying this energy, I'm enjoying the excitement, and again, if I do some a little distracting, it's not going to be at all because I'm playing a game or recording, no, of course. not at all, even though nearly every single time we are recording, I'm always doing something on the computer, because I need to multitask. I need to keep myself busy while I'm also paying attention. So, I mean, again, going back to several episodes, you can hear me making sounds because I'm looking up something disturbing on the internet. And I'm just like, oh, oh no. So, it'll be the same thing. First, like a video game, and it's being me equally laughing because I'm casting dark curses on random students in the school. <laughs> Now, before we go any further, I have to ask. Now, this is goes back to the people out there who haven't seen Harry Potter. Now, we're not going to turn this into a Harry Potter expo or anything, but just from my own personal curiosity, what are you in the Harry Potter universe? Slytherin. Okay, so there's a Slytherin and there's a Hugglepuff. Is that it? No, 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 no. Uh, there is Slytherin, Hugglepuff, Ravenclaw, and Gryffindor. Okay, now let's please educate the audience. Would you please give just a brief synopsis on which each one of those are? Because I know when you start the game and you get into playing, you're going to be saying all these terminologies where some of us won't know what they are, others will be giggling under their breath. So just educate me just a little bit before we get into our topic of the day. Okay, so Slytherin is the best house ever. Um, the colors are green and silver, but, you know, best house ever. Uh, it's mostly known for the house that, you know, dark weather have come from. Uh, there's Ravenclaw. That's, I think it's the first, like, the second best house. Um, they seem a little bit more neutral grounds, but they're also having their history comes from, like, backstabbing, and I also respect that. Then there's Hufflepuff. Um, basically, if you're a Harry Potter person, you're aware that Slytherins and Hufflepuffs just get along very well, simply because Hufflepuffs are just cute and adorable, and then Slytherins are mean and scary, and they just happen to love their cute little Hufflepuffs. And then there's Gryffindors, and they suck. So that's it. Simple, to the point. Okay, well, yep. that works. Yep. Now, when is the game coming out? And if people want to order that, where do they go? Uh, really, any uh, platform that you're playing uh, playing games on. You can do a PlayStation, Xbox, uh, PC, all that fun stuff. I'm personally getting it for PC, which I cannot play it until the 10th on Friday. I do believe those that play PlayStation 5 are able to play it today and get it downloaded. So I haven't seen anyone's gameplays yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll start seeing them tomorrow. 
uh, up on the internet, and I will be watching them. <laughs> I bet you will. So as we take a light turn here, so what's our topic for today? And trust me, I know we'll be bouncing back and forth between Harry Potter because I know this gets you excited. So by all means, what do you got for us today? There is no topic. The topic <laughs> of today is free-balling. I just free-balling it today. I did. Well, like, we're going to just ask each other questions that might lead into other conversations to you, you know, having your heavy, deep sighs of disappointment and my giggles of evil. That's really what today's going to be about. It's really no shocker there. So we're going to get into just a couple of things, you know, a couple of situations that you talked about earlier off camera here and just random stuff, situational questions or we else can pull out of our asses. Now, granted, I have a big ass, so a lot can be pulled out. Um, so let's do awesome comedy to see you're just, yeah, you're just having a good old time with this one, folks for you. Okay. Hypothetically speaking. Harry Potter game, either get the Harry Potter game a week early, and you have to take a week off of work. Which one? Which one would you choose? You have a chance to play the game in advance, but you have to take the week off of work. So, if I, so I'm choosing to. Is this like a this or this? Yeah. If if you do this, this is the consequence. Or okay, so if I get Hogwarts, like if I can play it a week early. That means I'm also not working for a week. Correct. Or you can just wait the week and, you know, and while you're still working. You can have the patience if you have that patience to wait for the game. No, I'd rather play the game play the game early and have that week off. So you're risking the loss of money to play this game? Yep. <laughs> I, I Listen, I get a broad IPTO, too. Um, I make enough money where I can live off of not having income for a week. Um, unfortunately, I'm lucky about that. So, yeah, that's, dude, I can't believe you didn't ask that dumb question. I'm sorry, but that's actually probably the stupidest question you've ever asked me. And I mean that wholeheartedly. And, 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 and that's what love. I mean, that's love coming from you. That's because I can feel the smile and the twinkle in your eye as you insult me. It's, it's just, just a beautiful thing. The Harry Potter game has you. So it's, it's okay. It definitely has you. Yes. Uh, yes. And then soon it'll be the next Star Wars game. But that's for a future podcast when the game when the time comes closer. I have a sinking feeling the out of context podcast is gonna go under after you get the, all these games under you and you and you be start playing, you'll kinda just disappear for another couple of years on us. That's my biggest fear. I'm gonna go on hiatus, but we have people that can guest host in my place. It's fine. Do you really think Bex will uh, stand in your place for, you know, for the time being while you're gone playing? No. She'll be playing along with yeah. you. Oh yeah, no. So while we got Sierra, you've got your other friends, you can bring Jeffrey back. Yeah, come on. Now I'm not actually going on a hiatus. It's just I listen. I have to walk away from the game to go to work, so I can't live in Adrian's fantasy land where I don't have to work, so I can stay home and play games all day. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> priorities, adult priorities. So, so give us a situation. Throw one at me. I'm just curious to see what you got in there as Harry Potter dances around in your thoughts. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go easy on you with this. All right. All right. So you have a choice here. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Bring it on. Either you have to go back to work for a racetrack at the same location that you and I worked together at with the same management for a year, or you have to attend 
far left absolute liberal PC conference for a whole week straight. Racetrack. And you have to sit in. Racetrack, hands down racetrack. Because <laughs> I can survive racetrack for maybe seven to eight hours a day. No, left wing stuff like that I cannot handle. And please, once again, a little disclaimer. No, no disclaimer. I'm not into that stuff whatsoever. For those of you who are, that's wonderful. I live by the motto, do what you want to with your sheep. Leave me and my sheep alone. No, I couldn't sit through it because I have very strong opinions about a lot of things that will mainly and will still get me in trouble. But if I can, if I have to, if I have to handle the racetrack, the customers, the, my former co-workers for that short period of time, by all means, whoo boy, small punishments for long-term victories. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that was an easy one. Well, of course. Okay, so let me chuck it back at you. Would you rather work there during the worst periods of your life for a year, or would you attend a religious retreat for about two months? Religious retreat for two months. Like, how far are we going on this kind of retreat? I'm talking kumbaya, Jesus saves, Lord, 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 Jesus, Lord, 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 Jesus. Granted, nothing wrong. Definitely, I could do the religious retreat for two months simply because I can easily buy into that bullshit, pretend that bullshit. I am working in finances and a banker for five years now. I am basically a part-time therapist. I can listen to people bullshit and pretend I agree with them all the time. I can do a religious retreat for two months. Now, of course, if you remember, you know, working at racetrack, you know, we were everything from gas station attendants to Google to mechanics to therapists um, to, you know, like to stir fry cooks and everything in between. Now, granted, if we didn't know how to get to the nearest place in Orlando, you know, we were scolded. If we couldn't make a hot dog properly, we were scolded. If we couldn't solve your relationship issues while you're coming in to get a pack of cigarettes, we were scolded, too. So I think that's pretty much the same thing. So good point. What do you got for me? Great. Would you rather, like basically by the time that, let's say you're in your 90s, would you rather have like the age, the body of the age that you are, but with a strong, intelligent mind, or would you rather have a strong, able body that could do everything, but your mind just, you're basically kind of stupid? I'm kind of, well, I'm kind of stupid now, but no, seriously, I would, uh, no, I am kind of stupid. No, I would keep, uh, I'll keep my mind right. Always keep my mind right because I have to have a sharp wit. I have to have like a little clever comeback. I have to have some of my faculties in order, you know, to maneuver my way mentally around people nowadays. It's mental gymnastics, uh, you know, working, working with the public, as you know. So sure, I'll be Dr. X sitting in a wheelchair and have, have my mind intact and want my body to wither away. What did you just call him? I knew this was coming. I did it on purpose. What did you say? I said Mr. X or Dr. X. I did this on purpose. Just to get your goat. Just to get your goat. Now, for all of you, if those of you out there are screaming at me right now saying, oh, you called him the wrong person. I know. I did it on purpose, guys. X-Men reference. It is what it is. It's okay. I don't know. What's his actual name if you're just messing with us? I have no earthly idea. I've only seen the movie a handful of times. <clears throat> so, as I was saying... It is Professor X, you <laughs> I, I was close. I was close. No, no. Now, see, already... You can't even say you did that on purpose if you don't even know the actual name. 
It was X something, Mr. X, Dr. X, Professor X. See, it's pretty much the same thing. It's all the X. Well, that's creepy because not the X. That's damning. But anyhow, mm -hmm. so, okay, uh, here's one at you. Now, this is one you've seen on Facebook and social media posts all over God's creation, which I never even bother responding. I just bypass it. Would you, at age 20, have the same knowledge as you did right now? Or... You can go back to age 20 without that knowledge that you have now. Because if you really well, think... You're... With the knowledge I have now. Why is that? I'm curious. I'm going to start saving money and make better life decisions at 20. And maybe it would take me so long where it'd still be fat. And maybe I would be like, hey, actually, start losing the weight now. Well, I mean... Because at age 20, I was already married. I was also married, too. So I have my husband. And I have the knowledge of now to then. And I can apply those things. So maybe it can get our life moving a little bit faster. And, yeah. Interesting. And maybe I won't have my body so broken for me. Car accidents I've been in. Accidents, plural. Okay. So... And I guess I'll throw it back at me. If I was 20 with my knowledge, oh, good Lord Almighty. Yeah, I would have been doing a lot of things differently. Granted, I would have missed a whole lot of important things. But yeah, I wouldn't have been at racetrack later on in the years. I, would have, I wouldn't have eaten that food or taken that travel or taken that job. Or yeah, it would have so been different. Yeah, I've, oh my God. Yeah, I would have conquered the world at age 20 if I had this knowledge. Oh boy, it makes me shudder. Your turn. Okay. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your all with all the people that you extremely dislike, or be trapped in a horror movie with your friends? Trapped in a horror movie because a black guy dies first. Just get it out of the way. Uh, so you're just ready to die first. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Because with trapped in a romantic comedy with people I don't like. No, that's that's a horror movie in itself. I mean, but like, and it needs the lovers trope, though. I'm sorry, we'll say that again. And it means the lovers trope. Basically, it's a popular thing amongst people that are into romantic stuff. Uh, it's called the enemies to lovers. So basically, you know, everyone, they hate each other in the beginning, can't stand each other, and then by the end, they're like they're fucking getting it on it all the time. No, because I have a very small circle of people I don't like. And to be trapped in romantic comedy with them. I mean, I can see romantic comedies, you know, like the aloof guy that has no control over his life. Then he meets a girl and everything gets set straight and she puts him on the right road a la Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right kind of thing. No, that would not happen with the people in my small circle that don't like me and I don't like them. We're going to wind up stabbing each other repeatedly above the head and neck with an unsharpened pencil. So I'd rather take my chances through the horror movie and getting murdered within the first five seconds. And so I want to just do a quick little bullet point on this with additional question. Uh, it's going to be for both you and me. Um, so we're in this horror movie together because I, I do consider you as a friend. Now, we're in a horror movie. It, it doesn't matter what type of horror movie it is, who the killer is, whatever. What would you think would be the most likely way I would probably die? Your sarcasm will get you murdered instantly. You know, it's the basic... There's noise down in the basement. Don't go down there. And you're going to go, oh, screw this. There's nothing down there. You'll go down there and get murdered. You, no, you... actually, I would not do that. No, no. When I, said, when I think that, no, I am sarcastic. I am a complete dick. But it's like, oh, something crazy and spooky downstairs. I'm not going. I'm not going. Fuck you guys. I'm, no, I don't do that. Yeah, so you are wrong on that, my friend. Uh, I'm one of those people that actually have sense where it's like, oh, 
we should check this out. It's a creepy old bandit house. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm going home. Um, no, or, you know, or if it's you and your husband, you guys are going to have a romantic moment in the shower, which you, as you know, if you shag in the shower, shag anywhere in the cabin, shag anywhere in the house, you're going to die. So the moment you and has them go away, I'm going to hop in the car and drive. Cause I'm like, oh, well, they're dead. So there you go. That would be your downfall. Cause the moment you say, we're going to split up and go this way. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going home. Okay. Either I'm going to walk out the house and get stabbed or, I'm going to make it to the car, and then I'm going home. So it's a pleasure knowing you. You guys have at it. Good luck to you. There's two ways I would think that you would die. The first one would be because you're just so stubborn and you refuse to participate, and you're like, nope, not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to stay right here while you guys go do all that. And then the, because you're just standing there, sitting there waiting, the killer's just going to come at you first and kill you. The second way is the killer's running after all of us, and I push you down so I can get a head start. Haha, ha. now see, there is where lies a problem for you. I'm a black guy. I run fast. I have an extra bone in my leg. So it definitely works it definitely works in my favor. You heard that rumor. You know, black people have extra yeah, bones so they run fast. Before you even get to start running. That's why I trip you and I push you down first. Because you are black and I am a fat white chick. Uh, the advantage is on you if we're running. So I must push you down and get you on the ground so that the killer can get you so I can still have a chance. But That's so why I'm never camping down but swerve you're white you're gonna run you're gonna trip over something instantly breaking your ankle and and after that you're just done for you're gonna fall you're gonna crawl around screaming really really loud you know and, and the killer is gonna just walk up to you and just stab you because that's just what happens you're gonna push me i will take a tumble i'll pop back up and keep on running and of course for those of you out there listening to the show and getting offended by everything we say it's a joke relax people it's okay except for the black extra bone okay. thing because you know that, that that's a fact. Everything else so, is a joke. What you're telling me is that I don't need to trip you. It's basically I just need to take something very heavy and just knock it over your head so that when you fall, you don't get back up. If we're in the woods, you're going to fall regardless. You're going to take a step and you're going to fall and twist your ankle. Even, even if you're going to raise something to hit me with, you're going to trip and fall. And you're going to scream real loud. You're going to crawl and make a whole lot of noise in the grass, breaking tree branches, leading the killer directly to us. Because, I mean, if I'm going to die, hey, I'm, I'm going to die going out, you know, with a fight. You are going to lay on the ground and scream and shriek no. That, that's, that's just how it I works. I don't where you're trying to get the screaming and shrieking from. Every horror movie, every, you know, every, every, every girl falls down and does something to the ankle and they crawl and make a lot of noise. All right. I wasn't playing into the point stereotypes with you, but we can go there if you want. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm not that type. Like, I have a high type. That pain tolerance, and I'm not the type that's going to so like, oh, I start screaming and shrieking. My thing is, I'd be cussing a little bit, but if I know I'm running, if I'm running away from the killer, I will have the sense to stay fucking quiet. Because, for example, when I get Charlie horses in the middle of the night, and those things are painful as hell, and my husband's sleeping next to me, I am like basically biting my pillow or I'm biting onto something, and I am cursing internally because I do not want to make any sounds to wake up my husband. So the killer's going to run me, I'm going to apply the same rules. Keep my mouth shut. Sounds like a bad porn. Okay, so what's another scenario to you? Let's see. Oh, no, yeah, and to see, now we're on this roll, and I think about all these weird scenarios where people are literally pointing at their phones or their devices laughing at us because we're so stupid, coming up with all these weird scenarios that thankfully, hopefully, have never happened to us. Um, let's see here. You're, okay, you're running from a murderer. 
So do you A, hop in the car, drive off, or B, do you run in the house, a multi-level house, to get away from the killer and hide from him? Okay, just making sure the color scheme was right, because most will say hide in the house. Me, I would go in the car, I would run him over. But that's why, just why would you go in the house? If you're going to the house to hide, you're only going to have multiple levels, which the only way to get down is to jump out, which most likely is not going to work in your favor. You're probably going to break a leg or something. So the more you climb, the more traps you're going to be. Well, people do this all the time in movies. This is why I don't, and this is why I tend not to really watch those because I'm like, okay, let me get, let me understand this. You're running away from a killer. There's a perfectly working vehicle right there, but you're gonna run in the house. Not only are you gonna run in the house, you're gonna run up the stairs. I never understood that for the life of me. As I sit here in the hotel room, so go figure. Uh-huh. But anyhow, let me lob the ball back to you. Or do you have something else you want to pull out of your ass and uh, see what happens? Now, while she sneezes, just let everybody know you can always subscribe to the, bless you, Walker AC experience by going on to walkerac76.podbean.com, walkerac76.podbean.com. Find us on 22 different free apps. Do a search for the Walker AC experience. Download the app. You know, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, get those algorithms up. Because if you need a good podcast to listen to, unplug your brain for an hour a day, this is us. This is what we do. We're here for you. Trust me, we're not the best, but we're not the worst. We're somewhere in the middle. I mean, I think we're kind of okay in the, in the whole podcasting landscape. What do you think? Yeah, totally. You're not paying attention. You're looking at Harry Potter stuff again, aren't you? No, no, I'm actually not looking at Harry Potter stuff. I was actually imagining my head the next question to ask you. And I was going to form the inspiration. What's in the, I was going to inspiration the the few seconds of it was me playing in my head as you were talking. Wow. <laughs> staring at the wall. See, this is your tax dollars at work, people. Hard at work, giving you quality content to listen to. You know, we're talking about sneezing. What are you talking about? Uh huh. So, so I'm still. I'm waiting for something else from you. Give me something different, a different scenario. I mean, it wasn't really a scenario. It's more of a question. But to you, what do you think would be the worst superpower to have? Mind reader. To read, to read people's minds. Because I'm all for the fact. Because granted, I don't care what people think about me. I've lasted this long in my life, but to read people's minds, to have to have so many thoughts going into yours from people from all over the world. Um, if you're walking into, say, for example, a restaurant, a restaurant is packed full of 50 people, and you get to hear all their thoughts, that would eventually drive you crazy, wouldn't it? Wouldn't you think? So I thought, okay, yeah, if, if it was to read the minds, but you were literally hearing every single thought within a certain distance or radius around you, yeah, that'd be absolutely horrible. But if you had to choose, like, if you were able to choose, like, you can pick and choose when you want to hear someone's thought, it'd be different for me. And, okay, well, fine, we'll, we'll go that route. If I had the chance to read somebody's thoughts, you know, to really manipulate them, I guess, for the first maybe year will be entertaining be very entertaining after that but just like everything else you know without moderation you get really bored you get really tired by it because you can read their minds you can figure out you know what you want them to do and what they think of you and how can how can you twist that a little bit to your advantage you would eventually just want to be a hermit you wouldn't want to be around anyone 
you know, because you've already done everything you can do to gain the advantage over them. I know I think imagine you that you're like enjoying it and then one day you decide to read your son's mind and then you're gonna find all the dark horrible stuff that's in his head and you're like, I I I've used to change your papers. Yeah, that's the last thing I want. And of course just think, I mean if, you know, you know, if you read your 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 best friend's mind, yeah, you probably want to stab her. So I mean go figure. I mean I already want to stab Becky. Like and Becky wants to stab me for fun. But that's your friends. What friends want to stab each other? I don't have a whole lot of friends. Matter of fact, do I want to stab you sometimes? Well, okay, fine. Good point. Fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, there we go. There you go. Think of your inspiration for a thing and you find the answer. Kudos to you. Now, would you rather be the strongest? Would you rather be the fastest? Or would you rather be the most intelligent? I don't want to be the most intelligent simply because that just seems lonely. Uh, being the most intelligent person in the room, it just seems lonely because you would be too busy fact checking people with their jokes and seeing uh, the logic behind everything and you just kind of ruin everyone's good time. So I would not want to be the, the most intelligent person and I would not want to have the super strength simply because, I mean, yeah, I'm very strong. There is a lot of things you can do with strength, but I would rather be fast because I can figure out kind of lazy and like help oh, someone's like, man, I could go, it's about to take you this long, I do this. If I'm fast, like, bam, I get things done super quick. Hmm, not bad. Yeah, I would, I would definitely want to be, definitely want to be the fastest. You know, because that definitely had definitely helped me out as far as traveling and everything else goes. You know, no sexual stuff, giggity. But uh, strongest, no, because that gets really boring after a while. The smartest, once again, I would just drive myself insane and probably kill myself. Because you know, if you you would know everything in the world, there's really nothing else more to do. I know I guess kind of macabre, but if you really think about it, you know everything in the world. You've unlocked every chamber in your brain. What else could you do in this world? I see. Oh, I see. I left her hanging again. Yeah. Again, my ADHD kicked in. I'm like, there's a question I really want to ask before I lose the thought. If there was one mystery regarding the form of this planet, um, the galaxy, the universe, or anything, if there's one question like you want to know the answer to, and there's, it's not really a limitation. Like, it has to be basically the topic, like what you want to know of and have a complete answer for. What would it be? Now, everyone right now just screamed at their phone, why are we here? That's just the most simplistic questions ever. And and I bet you if one of us ever got that answer, just that'll be it. I mean, our brains or our heads would explode because, because we probably couldn't handle that. And see, I will lob it back to you. I mean, is that your question or do you have something else? Yeah, so, that is, so that's my question, but... Like, to go off of, like, where people are screaming at phones is, why are we here, why are we doing this? I don't really think that's not, like, that's really not a question I really care for. Or, I, because for me, it's just, we just exist, that's it. Uh, science, particles, all that stuff just come together. Uh, despite what, or whatever you believe in. Um, have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? Uh, basically, one of the characters in there, he's a synthetic life form, basically a robot that looks human. And, um... And, he, and so they're going to a planet where there's these beings and stuff like that. 
they're basically the origination of humankind. And I'm sorry if I'm explaining this right. And so the robot asked one humans, why was I created? And the guy said, just because I can. And he says, imagine you go, you talk to them and you ask them, why did they create humans? And that's the answer they give you. It's just because I can. So there's, so there's always going to be a really deep, huge, you know, phenomenal meaning that'll make your head explode. Or it can be just something very depressing where it's, I was bored and figured I could do it and I did it. And so that's why for me, I just, I don't care. It's the fact that I'm here now, I exist and that's what it is. Um, my thing I would want to know is the secrets of the desert. How much is if you think about it throughout the deserts, many deserts around the world, uh, like sand or snow deserts, because it's just barren, barren land. Um, I would want to know what's hidden underneath layers and layers of sand and snow and rock and mountain, because over years, things have been uncovered through snowstorms because it's blown away things, or sandstorms, like, you know, the, the Great Sphinx in Egypt was hidden under sand and is only discovered, I can't tell you the year, but not too long ago in human history. And then people had to dig it. So you think of all the other de deserts around the world and how many other cities in history are buried underneath all these things. So that would be my thing is I would want to know all these other civilizations that are lost on our own world that have yet to be discovered and like their history and stuff. That's what I want to know. Well, and I can, I can definitely agree to that. I just want to know, <clears throat> why are we here? And a small aside before I go to the other thing that you're talking about. Um, there was a movie. Um, it was yeah, it's part of the Jay, the Jay and Silent Bob series, you know, the Clerk series. You've probably seen that years and years ago. Um, and there was a character, God, played by Atlantis Morissette. And, wow. you know, she came down to Earth and the young lady asked God, she goes, why are we here? And Lance Morissette does not say a word and just boops her on the nose and just walks away. That would be probably the humor when I, if I asked that question, why are we here? Because it's such a vast answer and the answer will probably just freak us out to no end. But I would always be curious to know what happens after we expire. Do we get another body? Do we get another mind? Do we become an inanimate object, a tree, a bus, a train, something like that? Don't you ever wonder about those kind of things? Kind of. I guess I don't really focus on it because the more I focus on this future and what happens after, I feel like that'd be something that just overtakes my mind and I become obsessed, which is what relates to cults and things such as that. So I guess I don't really keep strong opinions about that type of stuff. Yeah, I have these opinions every single night, so it makes me pretty much weird, but it's okay. So now, what else you got for me? I'm curious to see what else we have or we're, as we're on this roll of just these weird hypothetical questions that most people talk about but just never really answer. What can you re-ask that again? Oh, you're so evil. <laughs> what other hypothetical questions do you have that most people get but they never answer? You know, whether it be about life, the universe, jobs you know, decisions, stuff like that. You know, just the basic day-to-day -day things that we just kind of skip over in life. The most typical ones people will ask is, you know, what happens when we die? Um, what happens, like, you know, because the other thing is, oh, if your ears are red and itchy, someone's talking about you. If you dream, 
if you wake up from a dream and you remember every single detail from it, it means it was just a message to you. Uh, if you are just standing in a regular, a regular temperature-controlled room or hot, and you get a sudden chill, it means a ghost is walking through you or near you. So there's all these hypothetical things that a lot of people think about. Every day you always think about, I wonder what would happen if I'm driving the highway and I just turn my car really fast, and I wonder how big of a pileup it would be. So we have very either dark hypothetical thoughts or very stupid hypothetical thoughts. I think it's just kind of in, it's our human nature to be curious because we're curious, and that's where we evolve as human beings, or I would say as human beings, when we're evolved within the technology around us. Because as humans, we still keep making the same mistakes, our human error, our history, but we are progressing about technology and find the answers of things. So we're just naturally bred to be curious about stuff. Of course, and I agree with that too. And the, the most thing that I've been thinking about forever since I can think about is unlocking the different chambers in your mind, a la the movie Lucy. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, I actually like that movie. Yes, it is a tremendous movie of Scarlett Johansson. Never thought I like her, but the movie was really good. Now, for those of you who have not seen the movie, long story short, um, they come up with a way to this, this product, this drug. And the drug gets unleashed in the character Lucy, and it unlocks certain chambers in her brain as time goes on. Of course, you know, rumor has it that we only have, we're only using 10% of our brain. Now, if we unlocked 50%, even 40%, what things we can do, what things we can control. And my biggest fear, like I mentioned earlier, is if you unlocked all the chambers of your mind, you will lose your mind. You will literally lose your mind, go crazy, and probably die or something, you know, because you couldn't handle all the wealth of knowledge that will just flow into you at once. Because right now, the human brain has a dearth of knowledge, dearth means less, of knowledge. Because there's only a certain amount of things that we can handle on a day-to-day -day basis. Because if you think that you can't handle the creation of life, you can't handle death, you can't handle sorrow or sadness, just think, if you unlock more chambers of your brain, so much more is going to get piled in there. So much more that you really can't comprehend to the fact that you'll get a twitch or you're getting an aneurysm or something because it's just so much coming at you. I always wondered, in our lifetime, will we be able to unlock other chambers of our brains if we haven't already? Yeah, interesting. And then you think about like monks and things that supposedly unlock those parts of their brains because you see how they physically train that there's some that can walk up really steep inclines with no struggle and their balance and stuff. And they're, it's usually like, oh, it's because they've got parts of their mind. And then you think about it. So I'm sure everyone's heard of this fact, that we literally have the power with our jaws to bite through our finger and cut off our own finger if we want to. But it's like a safety feature within our own brains that, present, that prevents us from causing harm to ourselves because we're conscious and we're able to understand our consequences of hurting ourselves, whereas enormously ill people um, that, you know, maybe don't think their hand is real and stuff like that. I couldn't tell you the names of those things, but so as of right now, if I put my finger in my mouth and I make myself fight, I will only be able to fight so much before my brain will not let me continue. It'll either register pain or I just won't be able to do it. It is your brain protecting you from yourself. So if your brain is protecting you for that, there is also times that what else can you do with your body that your brain is now allowing you 
to or doesn't, isn't even aware. It doesn't protect you so much. But there's things of adrenaline where if you get hurt, you don't register pain. And you can keep running, you can keep doing something, or and because you, your brain hasn't registered it yet. And then there, despite having all the nerves connected to each other within your body, you should be able to feel something within seconds. And again, your brain is on a safety mode and won't let you until things calm down for the most part, then you feel it. And then there's times where people get super amounts of strength. That there's times um, that out there that a woman was able to lift a car uh, by herself because her kid was trapped under it or something like that. Those are like adrenaline rushes and people are just known to, where they've never been able to do something requiring a lot of physical strength are able to do it. There's people that wake up from comas and they're speaking a language that they've never been even around before in their entire lives. Like people can wake up speaking Mandarin or Spanish or French or something, or they'll have a completely different accent or completely different memories. Uh, there's children that can completely recall the memory of someone else's life. That can be reincarnation or can be whatever it is. So the brain is like the biggest mystery of all. And there's so many things that we're only using, I think, I don't know the percentage, I think it's that we're only using like 25% of our brain, so not even like a quarter of our brains are we actually using. So there's so much potential there. And I think anyone that's able to unlock their brain 100% would be very powerful and very dangerous. Oh yeah, and, and it's actually 10%. But uh, yeah, you're right. If somebody, if, if we actually unlocked 100% of our brain, once again, we really wouldn't be dangerous. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, you, you would know everything, you know, you would know what makes, you know, the typical person tick, you know, you would know technology, you would know inventions. So you really wouldn't have or not have, but you really wouldn't want to have the advantage of anyone because you know everything, you know, it, w- it wouldn't, it wouldn't do you any good to make all, to have all the money or to have all the power, to have all the weapons. It wouldn't do you any good. You know, I believe that she would just sit there and you would just relish in the fact that she knew everything and you would stay away from people because you have all this knowledge and you know the ins and outs of the world. So what else could you do? You know, what else could you do so, other than sit there or just possibly end your own life and just go somewhere else? So with that, it can go another way because people can use that type of intelligence and interpret it in their own way. So let's say there's three people in a row that unlock 100% of their brains. I don't think they're still living in the same wavelength that they just like how we all have our own thoughts and feelings and how we register facts and things that we like that we learn and that we know. And we have different, like how we want to approach things. So you could, so you could be the person that unlocks 100% of your brain and you just stay to yourself because you know everything. You don't want to be bothered all that stuff. There's people that's probably going to be like me who are things I know the knowledge of everything. And already, I feel like humans are just duped. Um, we repeat ourselves, we never learn because no one's ever lived long enough to, to see the history. And then they see history, but they still keep repeating it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it would be the whole Ultron method, like from the Marvel movies. Uh, I would take that method, it's just, it's really just easier to wipe this entire planet out and let it just be a planet to start anew. And because. We are just human beings. We are destroying this planet. And I'm not trying to be like triaging or anything like that. It's just being logical. Um, the amount of pollution on this planet, it's, it's, it's horrible. Uh, the three people have 
Um, people that just toss their trash out the car windows just because they can. And so there will be professions where eventually, most likely not in our lifetime, unless it's an, an asteroid or something, um, or something very disastrous, but probably generations to come, the world is just going to be eventually depleted. Um, there is some uh, astronomical events, it could be the world, like, you know, there, I can't remember the movie name, but basically whereas plants and trees can take in, uh, like can release oxygen where you can breathe that in, um, there is a way that they can always switch that chemical and it can become toxic to people. So there's a lot of things that can counterintuitive with this stuff. So going back to if I had all the knowledge and how, like, seeing how things are, I could come up with the technology. I could come up with all this stuff to change the world. But the thing is, are people actually going to follow it? Because you're still going to have your idiots. You're going to have people that leave, believe in their own cults and their own, uh, and their own prophets and their own things. So you're never going to get anyone on the same page unless there's two ways. Either you turn the planet into a complete dictatorship. And you're even then still going to have your own rebellions and whatnot. Um, so the world will lose its freedom, freedoms and hardly will be fully 100% happy. But at least you'll guarantee the safety of both the human race and all the other races of the planet, and also guarantee the, the safety of the planet about the most toxic disease, which is human beings. Just like if your body is sick, you want to remove the reason why it's sick. It could be a tumor. It could be an infection. You want to remove that part to make the whole body heal and recover. That's what you would do with the planet. Humans are the infection. I would remove humans from the equation. Oh, and I, I agree with you 100%. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit on that. So uh, and a comedian, George Carlin, said the, pe the, the, the planet is fine. The people are fucked. Because really think about it. The planet has been through way, way much worse than us. If you believe the dinosaurs and stuff like that before we ever came along, I think that <clears throat> after a while, you know, the planet will want to heal itself, like you mentioned before. So, it's, so it's going to go through a kind of metamorphosis, like, okay, so you're, so we're doing this, this, and this. So let's go ahead and let's create something to kind of thin the herd a little bit. I know. Let's create a virus. So we're going to create a virus. We're going to thin the herd up a little bit, and this is what we're going to do, and this will take care of it. So we're going to keep on going and we're going to just get rid of things here and there. So as we go along, this is what the plant does to heal itself. So pretty much like I was saying before, it's just I believe that the plant is going to be perfectly fine. It is just eventually, like it has before, it's going to cleanse itself. You know, whether it be with the virus that we had before or a new one or maybe something down the road. But I think like, the planet is going to be perfectly fine because, once again, just like dinosaurs, they make idiotic decisions. Humans are going to make the same idiotic decisions. And then the generations after us, after us, and so on and so on and so on. And then when it's time, the planet's going to thin it out all over again. But not to get too doom and gloom, I think we need a little one more funny scenario just to, you know, like just keep us on just just keep us on balance okay uh i believe it's your turn isn't it did you ask the brain question or did i ask the brain question uh, i asked the brain question uh, okay let's see okay i'm thinking i'm thinking i'm thinking mm-hmm oh, i'm trying to think of 
that's lighthearted. <laughs> now, are you still afraid to break wind around your husband? Oh, yeah. Really? Not it's not being afraid. And, no, it's not simply being afraid. I just consider it rude. Um, I've just always been that way. I feel like, I don't know, uh, it's very normal, very natural for people to do that function. Um, just for me, it's just instilled in my head, like, if I can avoid doing that in front of people, I, I will. Uh, I kind of give you a reason why, because, you know, I will burp in front of my friends, you know my vocabulary, you know how my thoughts and feelings are on nearly everything, but when it comes to something like that, I don't know, I guess disgusting bodily functions um, I just kind of reserve for myself. I, I mean, if I don't need to, for example, the best way to example it is if I wouldn't find it attractive for someone to do it in front of me, I don't want to do it in front of them. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I didn't say you, you, I mean, you do it blatantly. I mean, I don't think you'll get my Dutch oven or anything, but of the sort, you know, but I'm thinking you guys been married for many, many years. It's just a natural thing. It's really no big deal. I mean, I let you know. I mean, I don't expect you to make a game out of it, but if it's just regular flatulence, like everyday thing, you're still nervous to do, to do that around them. Yeah, sure. I am, but you know, him and I will use the bathroom because we have a master bedroom with an open bathroom connecting, so we don't have a door to separate our master bathroom. And so there's times like I'm doing makeup, he goes and I use the bathroom. So we've done, we can do that stuff in front of each other. I mean. Across the grass is happening between us being sick, etc. But yeah, I'm doing that function. If I can avoid it, I just do. <laughs> See, I had to end this on a good note, or lighthearted note, because we got really, really deep all of a sudden. We went from Harry Potter to, to situational questions to really deep thoughts about the human mind and the brain and the psyche. So, I mean, I had to just, you know, I had to balance out a little bit here. So, I mean, we can't play Pick the Point until the end of the month. So, it's just what we do here. That's just what we do. We all the topics of the universe. Uh, oh, now I know. Okay. Um, first question. You, do you have tattoos? No, I do not. I'm going to get one here very shortly. Oh, okay. Uh, do you mind sharing? Sure. Uh, I'm going to get uh, my son's middle name um, on both of my forearms, and I'm going to get a phoenix wing on my chest with his middle name in it. So why is it that you have his middle name on both of your forearms and then his name on your chest? Because his middle name is Phoenix, and I like that name, and I like what it uh, represents, what it stands for. Okay. So what's the Phoenix tattoo? Or is it going to be colored, or like is it just going to be black light? Uh, I'm a black guy, so colors really have a hard time showing up on me, but. I will try with uh, the Phoenix wing on my chest and see how that turns out. If it turns out well, then I'll just go for the forearms and go from there. What? You just need to find the right tattoo artist because, so, you know, I mean, I don't tattoos or anything, but yeah, with people who like dark of the skin, the harder it can be to show, but I see a lot of tattoo artists that specialize in people with darker skin colors and skin, or skin tones, and they can make really excellent pieces of tattoo and art, whether it's in color or it's not. Uh, you just have to find the right person. You just have to do the research. And of course, you got to pay the money for what you want. So the cheaper it is, the sheerer the possibility that tattoo. So you have to be willing to put money into it. Oh, of course. That's something I'm definitely going to do. So why do you ask? I'm curious. Um, just out of curiosity, um, simply because my question was going to be, 
if you could do like a sleeve, a chest piece, a back piece or something, like what would you want it to be themed as? And so we already kind of answered that by saying it'd be like based off of your son. Now, see, I always made the joke many, many years ago that people ask me, would you ever get a tattoo? I'm like, no, of course not. Why not? Like, because if I ever commit a crime, they know my ink right then and there. You know, so it kind of defeats the purpose. But seeing as how I'm not, you know, going in a criminal way, I guess I can get a tattoo. I always thought about uh, getting angel wings on my back, starting from my shoulder, oh, going my all the way down to the back of my leg. I thought about doing that, but I was young and stupid. But now I'm old and stupid, so I'm going to get just get smaller stuff. Now, would you ever get, uh, you know, ink on your body of your husband or a character or something that you like? Um, not of my husband. I always feel like that's a jinx. Um, to do that, there is one tattoo. So I do want some tattoos. The first one I have to do is there's a book that my dad bought for me when I was very little, and he wrote in the first page of it at that time in purple ink and the Palestinian red was back then. And then me to the few months. So basically, I moved into my house that I lived in in Titusville. I moved in there in August. My dad passed away that February. When we moved in that house, my mom. And dad gave me some boxes that they had kept in the storage until we got into this house. And this and one of the thing was that same book that you got me when I was a very little girl. That's called Butterfly Kisses. It's a daddy daughter type of book. And I hadn't seen that. And I remember reading through it. There's no messages, no nothing in those books. And then when my dad had his health scare, he had his health scare early in January. And you know, and that by the next month he had passed away. And so when he first went to the hospital, from there he came to live at my house um, until he passed away. So at some point, it could have been during that time or it could have been some point when after we moved into that house, my dad had gone into our office and he saw that book and he wrote into it because there was, after he died, it was like a few months after he died, I finally wanted to look at that book. And there's different handwriting in it throughout different pages and it's my dad leaving me the messages. And because of all these messages, I really feel like it was after his health scare, and maybe it's like a part of kind of knew he was living around much longer. Possibly, I don't, I don't know, but like I knew that that stuff was recent because it's different ink and doesn't match his handwriting how it was. Like, however, what year it was, I forgot. I had to look into the book. But anyway, one of the last things that he wrote in there, like I want to take one of those quotes or one of those last few things he wrote with his handwriting. Have a tattoo artist be able to, you know, uh, replicate it and have it tattooed on me. And preferably I'm one on my left arm, simply because my dad was left handed and my dad's like the other side of me, uh, the other half of me. So that's a lot more to do. Um, from there, not really any big significant um, tattoos I think I want off the top of my head. I do like the idea of having a bee tattoo on um, the side of each of my knees so I can say on the bee's knees. That is a t tattoo idea I've been having for a long time. And a tattoo I would love to have, but I probably will never get. Uh, simply because I just don't feel it's realistic for me. Um, and then a whole bunch of other factors that come into it that we'll discuss right now. Uh, it is the Medusa tattoo. I would love to have a back piece of Medusa. And do you know, besides the, the, the myth, the Greek story, behind Medusa. Do you know what the meaning of Medusa is? Actually, no, I don't. And uh, I'm curious to hear it. So Medusa, for most parts, Medusa is a symbol of protection for women. 
so there's a typical Medusa story that, uh, that Poseidon, he came up from the ocean and, you know, and he had sex with Medusa when she was a human and she served the temple of a goddess. I can't tell you, I can't remember the goddess's name. I think it's Athena. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so basically, because she was a priestess at that temple and Poseidon, you know, seduced her and they, and they did stuff, uh, the goddess punished her to turn into the creature that she was, and any man that she made eye contact with would turn to stone, and that was her punishment. Well, that's always the most popular legend, but the preferred one, uh, I couldn't, but I mean, obviously we can't say it's actual factual or not, but throughout history, what would happen now to having the symbol of Medusa on their door, on their the uh, doors of their houses and pendants and tattoos throughout history as a means of protection because the story that's actually believed to be true is that you know uh, Medusa being a priestess or servant as a goddess so again I'm just assuming Sabina I uh, could be wrong feel free to fact check me basically Poseidon caught eyes with her and wanted to do stuff with her and she did not so basically it was a song that had happened to her, and Athena took pity on her and transformed her into the, into the creature she became and would turn him into stone as a way of protecting herself. So, for a new harm coming to her again. So, it goes to the symbol of Medusa is like a symbol of protection against assaults, especially towards men, but just a, a symbol of assaults. And uh, ever since I was young, unfortunately, I have been a victim of assaults. Um, uh, far worse on that. So I would definitely love to have like a back piece of Medusa or a shoulder piece. So like just a piece of Medusa. Um, again, I don't think I'm ever going to actually do it, but if I were to do a big, huge piece, that's what I want to do. Hmm. I mean, that would be, uh, definitely be interesting to see if I can speak properly. No, that would be definitely interesting to see. And I, I never knew that. So that's definitely uh, something I learned about today. Interesting indeed. So as we put this to a close, I would throw this back at you. How do you feel that today went with this conversation went from happy-go-lucky to deep to serious to back to happy-go-lucky, back to flatulence, now back to Medusa as we end off? Oh, this is the type of episode I like to do. I just like us to not really have a script. We go to completely random to serious conversation and then back around. I like that we hop between. I just, it keeps things interesting. It's not the, oh, what's the topic for today? And then we announce it. And then, so look, so people are listening. I'm like, okay, this is what they're talking about the rest of the episode. I like to keep people guessing that one minute we're talking about stocks, and the next moment we're talking about kangaroos having two penises. All right? I want to surprise people where they're just listening and they're doing their work and or just doing whatever. And they're just like, I'm sorry, what the fuck did I just hear? And they have to rewind it. Yep, and it goes to balloons, tentacle porn, everything in between, stabbings. You know, it's just what we do here on our show. Uh -huh. So as this comes to a close, how can people find you if they want to reach out to you? Um, just nerdly on Instagram. Uh, that's where you're going to find me. It is private, but you can send me a request and send me a message. Let me know you're from the podcast. And anywhere else that you see me as Majestic Nerdly, it's either private as an extremely private, as in it's meant for just close friends and family, or it's not me. So, just signal lady, Instagram. Come find me, come talk to me. 
Sweet. And of course, like I mentioned before, find us on the 22 free apps that are out there. Just do a search under the Walker AC experience. That's where you can find our show, past shows, everything in between, special guests, all that fun stuff. Without you, there is no us. We thank you for taking the time to download the show, to listen to us. Everybody from all over the world that listens to the Out of Context podcast, whether it be from Europe, UK, India, Mexico, China, people listen to us all over the world. If you don't believe it, trust me, it's there. I will put up the algorithms. I still am in totally disbelief that people like us that much. Oh, good Lord. So this has been another spectacular, if I can speak properly, edition of the Out of Context podcast, but we cannot leave until we do it. So we're going to have to do it, and I'll take a step back, and I'll let Ashley do it. That's what he said. Zing. Okay, well, are you ready for this? I've been waiting for a week to tell this joke. Oh, good Lord. Better be a doozy. I'm sitting sitting in my hotel room just waiting for it. Okay. What's made of leather and sounds like a sneeze? What? I'm depressed now. (laughs) Good night.